afternoon everyone today we will be interviewing our beloved professor professor dr prashant chu whatever i tell you about him now is not going to be adequate but still let me tell you some interesting things about him he has obtained numerous qualifications from various prestigious universities in india and abroad from countries like netherlands and germany he specializes in the interface between law language and communication and a field that he has he holds very close to his heart however even outside the specialization he has a very wide range of interests and possesses a very incredible amount of knowledge in several fields professor has uh, under under his representation professor danielu tally has won the funding support to state universities for study and research in indigenous and endangered languages in india a very prestigious project of around 50 million rupees from the ugc he has also received funding under the british academy visiting scholars scheme and has set up a language lab in anilutal i could go on for a very long time counting his achievements and it would end up taking all of this podcast and it would still not be possible for me to do complete justice It has been truly a pleasure for me to have Professor Dr. Prashant Chu with us today. So, with your blessings, we would like to continue this podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for taking out time from your busy schedule. Uh, let me give you a brief introduction about ourselves and about this podcast. I am Hardik, and I will be joined by my colleagues Debayan, Ishita, Anand, Aryan, Swarthak, and Sanskriti. We are all first-year students from National University, Delhi. This podcast is part uh, of our English project under guidance of Professor Dr. Prasanthu, and the theme of this podcast is Gandhi's lesson for the future lawyers of the world. The interview is an extension of our previous episodes, and we hope that you will be able to give us some important pointers about Gandhi and his ideology in relation to law. Thank you, Hardik, for briefing us about how today's session will go. I will take it from here. Before we begin, sir, would you like to add anything? Thank you very much. Um, and that's a very interesting project that you are taking up, and also very contextual for today's times. I think that what Gandhi ji said or believed about the profession of law can be seen reflected in the Bar Council of India's. guidelines also for the lawyers code of conduct for lawyers you see that uh, a lawyer or an advocate is an officer of the court not a servant of the client perhaps people start or take off from the point that since there is a relationship of payment so you have to serve only the interest right or wrong ethical or unethical of the client but gandhi ji by his own conduct by his own practice by his own beliefs by his own writings has amply demonstrated that truth must prevail and that is the most important thing in the court of law you are helping the client in many ways you can help the client like the ds written uh, which means something like saving a client but this saving was of a very different type 
he did not save the client from the hold of the law or from the punishments for his misdeeds rather he made the client realize that he was doing something wrong and that needed correction he transformed the person rather he saved his soul so that was that is the meaning of saving a client how a client was saved this was the approach gandhi did right sir before we dive into the specifics of our podcast i would like to ask a very casual question before we join law school we have several misconceptions about life at law school we were under the impression that law school is easy and quite fun so could you please tell us about your experience while pursuing law from mcl my experience was good because uh, see when i did my law at that point my career was also already decided and i did not had this thing in mind like you may, might be having that i would practice law for a living not in the immediate present or near future well the possibility remains that's another thing and i really love uh love the things i learned there and also whenever i have to deal with a matter concerning law personally and during my days as a student i was fascinated by the new vistas it opened for me the new thinking the new realms of reality that i could see and the logic law has the beauty of the logic these were the most important things for me and i really loved two or three things the most jurisprudence for example legal history also and constitution these were my favorites but anything that i studied i loved it for example international humanitarian law that was wonderful administrative law and my purpose was not just to earn a living i knew that in my job this degree will not even be counted and i don't think i have gained anything materially from this i only spent money in the fees and the other incidental costs but what i have gained is much more than i could have learned earned as an advocate in the first few years of my practice these are the things i am very very satisfied this satisfaction i have and many a time when i talk to my students i am able to understand what they are studying how do i connect with them how do i connect literature with law how do i connect culture with law this is one of my important explorations post legal education i have certainly developed this field uh, most importantly in india i don't know many people who have who have been working in the field of law and culture but law and culture is very significant the more i am exploring it the more important i am finding it because jurisprudence 
has been there we can call it as a branch of jurisprudence a philosophical point of view may be incomplete adding the cultural depth to it is also very important so you have said that you never pursued your llb degree to become a lawyer so i want to ask you that when in your life did you decide that you want to become a teacher you want to teach students and you say that you don't teach and rather connect on a personal level and i think that the students at nlu delhi can agree that your method of teaching is something extraordinary and something we haven't witnessed when we were in school so i'm just asking you that when in your life did you decide that you want to teach students it was an accident i didn't decide rather i decided not to become a teacher <laughs> and when i tell you that i don't want to teach or maybe it is an extension of that old decision but that decision was based upon my parents will <clears throat> they guided me like like they might be your parents must be guiding you that you become this or you do this in life both of them were teachers and they saw that it's not a very well-paying job in those days it was it was not a very well-paying job even now or anywhere in the world teaching is not the best paying job although there are reforms now it is much better and i am satisfied so to begin with following that advice i got i didn't want to get into teaching but somehow i was not satisfied with the many other things that i tried i was feeling an emptiness and i decided to study further i did my mphil after a break and phd and when i did these when i obtained these degrees and i was always teaching i was teaching informally to finance my education i was teaching from very early base of my education like just after school and i liked it but that was a secret uh, liking i didn't want to acknowledge it that i like it <laughs> and then after doing my phd the job options very sadly become limited uh, and i got some opportunities in delhi university and its colleges in it in the colleges of delhi university to teach as a visiting faculty and my secret ambition even without my knowing was to become a lecturer in delhi university and uh, i denied it i told myself well it is just because i like it and maybe i will be doing something else also so slowly even before i knew somehow it happened and uh, i was not upset about it because in the heart of my heart i wanted it and i became a professional teacher and the good thing is the people i taught many years ago during my student days many of them are still with me that is an achievement and uh, they still have a very strong bond with me 
some have gone into they have gone into different professions like i know at least one judge architects i don't know many many different fields business and that was a reward and now with time i re- i am realizing that this is the most fulfilling field for me and as i love to say i don't want to teach so teaching uh, in the traditional sense appears to be coercive that you force people to do certain things but many of my students might have experienced that i don't force them to do anything but still they do a lot of things they do a lot of creative things and this i have been seeing replicated here up and there is so much possibility of creativity in teaching teaching so called teaching i don't know whether i am teaching but yes officially i have to accept i am teaching otherwise my salary may be stopped <laughs> so whatever i am doing that has a lot of scope for creativity of exploring the human aspects of the joy of learning learning with many people um thank you so much sir so sir um i remember you told us about law and culture and i was wondering like you told us it's a very it's not a field that is extremely popular so sir how was your how did you get introduced to the field and how did you get immersed into it uh see this is something uh yeah i am exploring it myself to answer this it started with um, somewhere after my father's death it was a very shocking incident for me which is for everyone if they lose their parents or one of the parents and what was going on in the hospital in the last days that was shocking and i realized that um, end of life is a difficult time and law has something to do with it the development of law for example it was not very well recognized at that time that a person should have a choice about the end of life whether you need treatment what type of treatment you need how much you need how much you have your choice so it led me to think about many things about uh, like refusing treatment and that led me to talk to my colleagues from different countries mainly europe and i realized that there is a difference in their approach and it is not a unified approach even in europe then upon further explorations after a couple of conferences in which we tried to introduce these concepts slightly it became clear to me that at least this aspect of law and then by extension every aspect of law is connected somewhere with the culture and culture of the country can be a convenient unit to study although no country is unicultural perhaps there are a lot of cultures in every country the concept of culture 
was became very fascinating for me then i explored it now i have been organizing several events like winter schools on law and culture on the theme of law and culture which explores a lot of things from across the world there have been publications collected volumes this is it and i found that not many people are working in this field at least in india so it's a new field it's exciting this way and it touches our lives and it has influence on law this is what i am seeing thank you sir that was a very illuminating answer